Hello, welcome to the Find Your Calm podcast. I'm Noelle C. Guevara, and wearing hats of pastor and educator and writer over the years, I've helped all sorts of people navigate faith and family and being a person in this chaotic life. We have covered a lot of ground in the first two seasons of this podcast, but it turns out that life keeps throwing me into chaos and I keep practicing new ways of finding my calm in the midst of it all. So here in season three, we will continue together finding our bearings as we navigate life. Here's the truth. I don't know how to avoid chaos or how to prevent the anxiety that chaos inevitably causes, but... I have had more than a little practice in finding my calm when life beckons anxiety instead. If you're looking for space to take a deep breath, steady yourself, and discern what you need to move forward, you're right where you belong. Listen in for a few simple tips to find your calm and take your next faithful steps forward. I've shared a little bit about this over on the socials, but I'm in the midst of an unexpected career change, which means that for the time being, I'm going to be taking on the task of editing this podcast myself. Typically, I pay for someone who knows what they're doing to do that for me. But as I'm not currently being paid, I am now a DIY podcaster. Follow me for more tips and tricks or just to find out about my mistakes. So since we're changing things up with all the things, I'm also changing up the format of the podcast today and bringing in a guest, which I've done before, but it's not my norm. Today, we're going to talk about how to holiday as a team. So first, a little context. My name is Noelle. You all know this. My name literally means Christmas. My birthday's in December, which I love. My name is everywhere, which I also love. I am full-blown Christmas spirit. Give me all the decorations and traditions and festivities, the more the merrier. My husband's name is Matt. His name has nothing to do with Christmas, and sometimes I feel like he would also like nothing to do with Christmas. I've harassed him over the years about being a Grinch, which is really unfair. He does not actually hate Christmas, but his mid-level enthusiasm feels like enough of a contrast to my over-the-top enthusiasm that by basically it's just Grinch-like by comparison. So navigating the holidays as a team has been a lifelong lesson in compromise. For several years, our annual fight was over the holidays, which both illustrates our conflict avoidance and the magnitude of holiday conflict that was so big, not even we could avoid it. But the last two years, we haven't had a major fight over the holidays or holiday-related content, like at all. We've hacked the system, or maybe therapy is working. So whether or not you and your partner or your kid or your family go head-to-head over the holidays or it's just a battle between your own expectations and the reality that reigns on the proverbial parade. Today, we're going to have a conversation about how to teamwork the holidays. And my husband, Matt's joining us. So welcome. What's up? Hey. I'm so glad to be here, especially after hearing that incredible introduction. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he was amazing. just sitting here on mute because, <laughs> like I said, DIY podcaster, we're not, we're trying to keep this simple. Trying to keep it real, you know. That's that's how we roll in the Guevara household. We roll real. That's right. Right. Thanks for inviting me, Noelle. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. So, Matt, can you share a little bit about why you're a Grinch? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, Just first, kidding. wait. You said that my name has nothing to do with Christmas, but my name actually <laughs> means gift from God. So, I think 
You know, I, I, I mean, c- could my name be the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. Then get with the program. Okay, so you don't like being called a Grinch. We've bought him so many ornaments over the years. That it's the like Grinch the only on Christmas decorations that I own have, Grinch. have the Grinch on it. I didn't know it hurt your feelings for a long time because we avoided this <laughs> conflict. Talk about so, okay, so you're not a Grinch. Honestly, and he really, you're not. You're not a Grinch. But how, not how totally. would you differentiate between my Christmas vibe and your Christmas vibe? Okay, so... I I spent and you you know this but but mm-hmm. our but our listeners don't you know I spent years on staff at uh, I, on a church staff so I was in vocational ministry for Same. for the vast majority of of my career and uh, a good chunk of those years were at a mega church and so the month of December was always packed with mandatory events so Christmas shows family ministry events multiple Christmas Eve services. Uh, many of those would be on Christmas Eve. And so by the time the last Christmas Eve service was over, I was just exhausted. I, I, and we would often yeah. celebrate something. It was, it was hard to find times to celebrate with family. Yeah. So dur- once we found those celebrations, typically it was after all that was over on Christmas Eve night. It could have been, I think one night, it was like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out at my house. I was literally falling asleep. Yeah, you were like catatonic. I mean, Christmas. I could not, I just, I was That like, was your vibe. I cannot do, I have, I've used up all my energy to help other people enjoy Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, so, so people are always getting up in arms about taking Christ out of Christmas, but I think the church has done a better job of that than just about anybody. Ooh, you wait, know, wait, say that again. I mean, okay, so there we, we get very intense about, hey, you can't take Christ out of Christmas, yeah. but I think the church has done a better job of that mm. than any other entity because my experience by working at a church was we're going to fill a calendar with mm-hmm. as many things as possible decorating the church. You know, that was mm-hmm. always, oh, mm-hmm. it's a big event. Everybody's doing it. For what? I don't know. Okay. You know, like just all of the many things related to that Christmas yeah, yeah. shows, events. Yeah. Come, we're doing a walk. We're doing, we, we set up lights outside of the church. Yeah. We've done all of these things just, just on, on multiple Sundays, multiple weekdays that by well, the no, end of it, it was exhausting. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that like was set up so that people who came once they arrived, there was a, there was a Christ focus. But for the staff, the hours and hours and hours that went into it, you know, you're you're not scheduling volunteers with a Christ focus. So so yeah, as a staff person, yeah, there's very little focus. And and I think I, I definitely got to the end. And hey, I have okay, just just admitting, you know, I, I come with baggage, okay? I I know <laughs> I know I I know I got suitcases behind me. Okay, I, I get that. But like what I struggled over time to to see was how all of those activities uh put god on display mm. did they put god on display or did they put lights and decorations and great music on display yeah and and that's a bit of a hot take you know as as a as a good friend of mine would say of all the flavors you chose spicy yep. he says that to me all the time so so you can tell all right that led to my christmas vibe being a bit jaded mm. so that's so that's my that's that's been largely my my experience now of course yours is very different you know i don't even know that 
that we would have any decorations if it if it were for you. <laughs> like if it was my choice. I do. In our house, I do the decorating and yeah. Matt takes it down because that fits our vibes. It does. That, it brings me great joy uh, for, for all the people. <laughs> so your birthday is during the holiday mm-hmm. season. We have tons of decorations. Mm-hmm. And I found it hard, you know, uh, to ever match your energy for Christmas when it was largely my most exhausting time of the year. Uh, but I think as I left vocational ministry, that, that subsided, the, the grinchiness subsided. Yeah, for sure. And for, you know, years, it was all on me to kind of make the magic for the kids. And so I, that was important to me. So I really ran with it and you just didn't have the capacity where that's really changed in the last few years. We partner up more. And the one, and the one thing that I have adopted for whatever reason, and, and I think it's, it was actually, I, I think it's because I found my own parents enjoy this. Like they took joy in wrapping gifts in kind of cool ways. Mm -hmm. And so that I have taken on as my role. Yeah, which is amazing because I hate wrapping. I love wrapping and finding a new, you know, kit for making it look look awesome. So that's been pretty fun. Which is great. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about what has not worked for us what was a no-go for us as we tried to move through the holidays as a team what what do you feel like did not work so we kind of talked about it already which is that was not talking about it mm, was like yeah. just letting Lack it of go yeah, yeah yeah for sure that was that didn't contribute to health in any way I think as a also you know it's kind of tangentially related it's just powering through mm-hmm. so it's just like hey it's the season we're just gonna get through it you know we're just gonna put our heads down and just make it happen. You know, I don't know that that was. Yeah. I think you, especially like I was, I was like all, all gung ho and like, yes, Christmas spirit. And you would just, yeah, you would kind of come along. Yeah. And power through it. That's a great way to put it. And so you kind of workhorsed through. Yes. Yeah. It's just like head down. Okay. Hey, I mean, especially when, when, um, our two oldest, you know, were young and and then we we wanted to do or or you wanted to do or they wanted to do like addition or things that were that were um you know christmas related uh, breakfast with santa or whatever at the school or whatnot you know and it was like we would go and i'm like oh my gosh why are we here you know like but i think it was just hey i'm gonna be here i'm gonna try I'm not going to say my best. I don't think, I don't know that I always gave my best in those situations, but, but that powering through, it didn't work. No. So what else would you say didn't work? Uh, I'm going to call this one taking control. Okay. Mm. And was this a you move or a me move? I think this was a me move. Oh, okay. So, so I remember that one of the things that, that, um, our young kids, uh, Isabel and Sophie, you know, when they were young, we're living out in the in the country, um, and then commuting into the suburbs, you know, for for ministry work. Um, they wanted to do Elf on the Shelf, like so bad. Like all of their friends did it, you know. Yeah. They were really they wrote Santa, please and they send asked, us an elf. "Yeah, can we do Elf on the Shelf?" And you said no. I said no. I said flatly no. I I I had I had um. I had good and bad reasons, you know, for, for saying no. <laughs> I remember some of them included like, hey, if I'm going to make a mess every day, 
you know, I'm going to get something out of it or something along those mm, lines. Like yeah. I would, I would not, I would not invite making a mess every day that I have to clean up. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Uh, that, that was one. Two was like, Hey, if we're going to celebrate something every day, let's make it about Jesus. Yeah. And I, um, actually bucked your, bucked your authority on, which was in those days odd. Like yeah, when, when you said, no, yeah, okay. it wasn't very often that you made a decision for our family, yeah. like in, like without collaboration, I typically yeah. gave in. Mm, you did. You yeah. made lots of decisions yeah, yeah, and I gave true. in. And this was one that you were like, no. And then I went out and bought the elf on the shelf. I was like, I'll do it myself. You don't have to do the work. Yeah. So yeah. I went out and bought the elf. But that was after I instituted. Was it after? The alter- yes. That was after. Oh, after I instituted its alternative, which is the greatest idea that never took off. And that is three wise men on the mantle. Yeah, our, picture this. Our, like, <laughs> kindergarten, first grader are like, please, we want a little elf to come for Christmas. And, and then up, up shows the wise men on it. We didn't even have a mantle. And, and what, was, what was, instead of making mischief, what did they do? They would do acts of service. Mm-hmm. They would do acts of service? Yeah, the, the, the kids would. They would yeah, it not was, the wise men. Yeah, yeah. The wise men would inspire yeah. them to do acts of service. Yeah. Now, honestly, if, if three character showed up and cleaned my house for me i'd be all for that idea if they did the acts of service i'm behind it you can three wise men up all all the shelves with that one no the three wise men showed up and made our kids do chores that's what really happened. that's that's how they interpreted it for sure and you know kudos to them because if they were here they would tell they would tell all of you listening how stupid this idea was yeah they would you've probably already come to that conclusion yourself <laughs> but if if they were here i would have to give them mad props because i think they did it they for did. about a week they did they, they were, like they, they they were good kids they were they they lived into to pretty much every experience that we mm-hmm. offered to them and i think i I did as good of a job as I could. Like, hey, we're not doing Elf on the Shelf, but we have this instead. And this is yeah. so amazing. And they bought into it for about a week. And then, and then it died. Because I, I think I was like, I'm not making them do this. I don't remember how it ended. And but, then I bought But I know elf. that it ended. And you bought the Elf. And, and we did the Elf for a year. And then because Matt pe- packed up the Christmas decorations, he packed up the Elf. And the kids found it the next Christmas because you shoved it like in the ornament bin. Yeah. Like it was like smushed in a corner. So we're like bringing in the Christmas decorations and like elf is supposed to appear magically. That's right. But no, there's their elf squished in the corner of the bin. I did not. The gig was up. I did not think about the, that it was like, you know, Santa in that way. Yeah. Where, where it had to we be. You didn't even like wrap him up. He was just that was a mistake. Yeah. 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 Mistakes were made. What didn't work. Okay. (laughs) That's where this is what we're describing. We're describing what didn't work. And I think me just taking control like, hey, you know what? We're going to instead of doing the instead of doing that Christmas thing that everybody thinks is a good idea, we're going to do this other thing and we're going to make it about Jesus so much that they're (laughs) going to not like it. Yeah. I don't think that that didn't work. It's it's a great story though. My bad. It's a great story. It's a great story. Three wise men on a mantle. You'll you'll see that in a homeschooling convention. Nothing says homeschooler more than three wise men on a shelf near you. Yeah. 
Um, I think, you know, what I didn't want my kids to get out of that was Jesus is no fun. Okay. Ah. So that did not work. Those are things that didn't, not talking, powering through, taking control, kind of these battles of control didn't work. So how about, let's talk about what has worked for us. I talk about this a lot, but, um, I, this is a lazy genius resource. It's called the holiday docket. And I love a good system. Like I, I love the, the idea of being organized, but I need like a process not like something really rigid, but just just a process to work through wh- what I value, what's important, kind of organize my thoughts. The holiday docket is that. It's a $15 download. I reuse it every year. But basically, it just gives um, us a chance to sit down and talk through, hey, what matters in this season? What's important to us? Which changes like year to year. Yeah, that's true. What's going to get in the way of that? Like there's a troubleshooting part that's really helpful because some years we've just got loads of stuff on the calendar. Like I think back to the ministry years. Like if we had actually put all those things in a calendar and looked at what matters, what's important, we could have rearranged things differently. Yeah. Maybe front loading some things before you were exhausted or whatever. So the holiday docket just. It wasn't unsolvable is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. It just, and maybe I could have then seen things laid out and gone, oh gosh, yeah, like this is crowded and too much. So let's pick and choose. Are, Are all of these things super important? No. Are three of them? Yes. Yeah. So. Like I said, the holiday docket is really just a process of naming what matters, naming what gets in the way, and then just making a plan that works for the family and talking about it. So that's what has worked for us. That's been something I've brought to the table. But then what's the tradition that you brought to our family that has worked? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll give one more, and it, it sounds like the, the podcast is sponsored by that. No, um, that'd be awesome, though, person. if anybody um, wants to get a sponsorship yeah, from but the, But just on the holiday docket, like, I think of how many conversations I've had with moms and dads who who say, "Oh man, I'm just, we're just we're just screaming into the holidays. We're just mm-hmm. barely, you know, trucking into December, you know, like they're on two wheels, you know." And and that was totally 100% yeah. us. Like so much to do, so many things happening, you know, school stuff, all just mm-hmm. all of it, all of it together. And it was really nice. And we haven't used it like exhaustively. We only used it like twice or three times or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, three times. But it's it said, hey, uh, before that, you know, just have some conversations and put some things in place. And I found it incredibly helpful. Because uh, for me, like knowing what's going to happen and yeah. putting things on a calendar, that really helps me. Yeah. That's like very, very helpful to me. So yeah. anyway. Um, so the the tradition that that I brought that was not made up, that was not three wise men in the mat, <laughs> was Advent, mm-hmm. and that yeah. was something that I really enjoyed um, in my church tradition. Growing up, we celebrated Advent in that in that church and the lighting of the candles. And mm-hmm. I thought, when when I have kids, I would like to light candles and mm-hmm. do that and buy an Advent wreath and get the candles every year. Um, and then with it, I think when I, when I bought it, you know, uh, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it came with a pamphlet or a brochure about Advent that we actually learned more about the, the uh, practice of yeah. Advent. And then we started doing some of those things. Um, and and then over the years have just really loved celebrating Advent and incorporating it into our family rhythm and inviting others to do the same. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's something, honestly, like our kids really enjoy. Like when we talk about Advent and lighting candles and just traditions we built into that. We have Advent dinners and invite friends over. Um, it's been something that has a spiritual significance uh, that centers Jesus back in the holidays, but that honestly our kids truly enjoy. And I think um, part of that's that we came together on it. Yeah. And part of it's that it has a, a fun element, you know, like kids love to light candles. And I think inviting friends is helpful. But um, as I was thinking through what's not just brought some calm into our holidays, which I actually did an episode on that last year. Uh, so in season two, there's an episode called Finding Calm Through the Holidays. Uh, but what's helped us work as a team so we can actually enjoy the holidays together? Because those are different, right? Like I can find my own calm in the holidays and enjoy it for myself. But working as a team is different and better. Um, so what's helped us work as a team and then helped our family enjoy too, a few things came to mind. So I'm going to share what I think, and Matt, you can pipe in too, are a few faithful steps forward. Um, Matt, you can weigh and say if you agree or disagree. Um, but if you disagree, I might edit out those parts. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're Um, the editor. I'm I'm the editor. DIY. Don't know how to do it yet. DIY away. Uh, so first of all, I think what has helped has been to name what matters. So once I realized, and Matt, I remember that conversation of you articulating, like you just want to center Jesus in Christmas and you want some traditions that center Christ and um, that value of Advent mattered. Like it mattered to you and it yeah. mattered to yeah, me sure. too. Versus, you know, I don't want to do this thing because it's too secular. I do want to do this thing because it's, it's part of my values. And then for me, you know, I really value wonder and magic at Christmas. And, um, you know, a major way that plays out is in gift giving with the kids. I really get into that and love um, just the wonder and just the excitement that comes along with that. And then we can both appreciate each other's values and share them too. Yeah. Um, And then, so we name what matters, but then we learn how to value what matters most. Lots of things matter. We can list a lot of things that matter, but what matters most And for you, you know, naming what you matter, like me learning to value it too. Um, So yeah, again, Advent has become a major part of how our family celebrates Christmas, um, which is why this year Matt and I worked on uh, a devotional, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Every year we do some sort of Advent devotional, whether it's individually or we've done some over the years as a family. Um, So we created this idea of an Advent devotional together. Um, I ended up doing a lot of the powerhouse writing, but um, we, it's called Follow the Light. And we just kind of dreamed up this idea of what does it look like to follow the light and God is light in scripture. So that resource, that devotional is available now and really brought in more than just a Bible reading plan, which I love a Bible reading plan. But again, when we're thinking about Christmas and we're thinking about the holidays and we're thinking about chaos and so much going on. Like what are some ways that we can really um, create space to experience God's presence? Because as we're talking about celebrating Christmas and bringing Christ into it, like, yeah, there can be a cognitive learning component to that. But um, more than that, I think, again, even in celebrating Advent as a family, it's the space where we experience time together and experience God in God's presence at that time together. So that's really built into the devotional um, as well as just time to be with God, different spiritual practices that you could absolutely do with your family or just do on your own. So, um, but yeah, naming what matters, learning to value what matters the most. And then with everything else, just learning to compromise. You know, there's um, a lot of things that matter to me or matter to you, but aren't high, high priority. And we just have had to learn to compromise on those things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll I'll underscore uh, what you what you're talking about the Advent devotional because I think with our lives and the the rapid pace at which we live with kids and jobs and all of the stuff mm-hmm. you know family and uh, ministry you know we have uh, podcast own, editing yeah, kids are are involved in ministry you know and yeah. volunteering and all those things the rapid pace at which we live our lives one of the most helpful things that we have done is is really take time uh, to center on Christ during the Advent season and leverage some sort of devotional. Mm-hmm. And we've done that in multiple ways. I think you and I have probably developed five different, you know, Advent devotionals in our, in our, you know, in the last 20 years mm-hmm. that have been distributed at various places. But the, what is different about follow the light is that each week is tied together to a central theme uh, within scripture and follows that narrative all the way through where I think previously we had just done, Hey, what are the Christmas passages? You know, mm-hmm. what are the cities yeah. that they are part of the Christmas story? Who are the people, you know, like mm-hmm. mostly it was just kind of random, but this really follows that narrative thread and then incorporates spiritual practices that if you are, you know, living at a pace that is, that you know is unsustainable mm-hmm. and, uh, you, I mean, when I probably when I said before, hey, um, we're screaming into the holidays, we're tearing into you know December, uh, we're out of out of Thanksgiving and it's full throttle. You know, if that's if that's life for you, then uh, pulling back and it and investing your time and your resources into an Advent devotional will will be incredibly beneficial uh, for you and. And I, I know it has been for me. I'm not saying that, you know, because of because of the one that you wrote, Noel, because there have been others that we've used um, that that we didn't write. But but I would just encourage anyone who is who is experiencing life at that rapid pace to uh, find uh, a devotional to be able to slow down intentionally. Yeah, and I think especially you know if you're in a season of having kids or young kids, especially like. I want my kids to calm down a lot in the holidays, right? Like, Oh, sure. You know, or if you're even just a teacher, someone who works with kids, is we're always trying, we're just, we recognize that kids are, are incredibly frantic and high strung and all sorts of things in, in the holiday season. And as a parent, like I want uh, to help my kids find some calm and find some grounding in the midst of the chaos. And I can't, you know, you say this a lot, Matt, I can't export what I don't own. So if I'm not grounded and if I'm not calm, then I'm not going to be able to help my kids get to yeah, that right. place. Yeah, right. Good, so, good luck with that. You know, good, good, good luck with that. Yeah, so just those spiritual practices, like I said, are a great way to even ground myself and then invite my kids into that calm space. Yeah, so. and I don't think it has to be, because I think one of the, one of the issues that comes up for any type of, you know, devotional resource, and, and if it's going to impact um, our kids, you know, if it's mm-hmm. going to impact our family, it's going to go wider, you know, beyond myself, then the worry becomes, oh man, is this going to be too much? You know, mm, am I taking yeah. on? Can I am add I taking something else on in? Too much, and I think what's what's wonderful about in, in our celebration of Advent, I'm not necessarily talking about that resource, but in our celebration of Advent, you touched on it earlier. We do a weekly, and we plan it. 
we do a weekly Advent celebration where we're intentionally inviting someone, you know, over to our house. Mm -hmm. We have a meal. We light the candles together. We talk about, you know, Advent and its meaning. Sometimes we do, we'll read something, but, but those are like natural things. Mm -hmm. And we really look forward to those things. And that's an easy thing for our own kids to participate in. So it, it doesn't have to be, and I've used this, you know, I've said this many times, like when it, when we think of family devotions or, or something along those lines, it's like, you know, mom and dad are carrying a 50 pound Bible down the yeah. stairs <laughs> and there's a trumpet processional. It's like not that at all. You know, no, like, our kids don't have that kind of focus. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, I would just encourage, you know, anyone who again is, is living fast, too mm-hmm. fast. And you, you, there's something gnawing in the back of your mind. That's like, I know this is going to be another one of those years, you know, yeah. where after Christmas we all just crash, you know? Yeah. Uh, that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And I think you can take five minutes a day and one meal a week. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Is, well, well said is really, you could make a big difference in your own sort of internal, um, sense of, of just grounding in five minutes a day, one meal a week. It doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt, uh, for joining in. I appreciate having you in here for the conversation and, and letting me Letting me make fun of your grinchiness. Hey, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I consider myself a gift, as, as my namesake is defined. Oh, we've been gifted today, friends. What, what a great time. Well, thank you, Matt, for, for joining in. Um, and we're going to close now with a practice, which I'm actually going to steal and tweak one from the Advent devotional I've been working on. Uh, so that'll give you just a little preview of what you can expect there. Right now, pause, and let's direct your focus on light. Whether it's the sun rising and casting a glow in your kitchen, lights on the tree reflecting on the windows, a lamp illuminating a quiet room, or a flickering candle casting shadows on the wall. Light is all around us, so choose one expression of light and use it to focus your attention on God. How? Follow the light with your eyes and notice what it does and where it comes to rest. Pay attention to its beauty, its function, the person or thing that it shines on. Consider that God not only created light, but is light. And while God isn't a light bulb or a flickering candle, this practice follows the light you encounter in your everyday life and acts as a cue to help you notice God's presence, God's provision, and God's very reflection in the things and the people he created. So, follow the light and give thanks. Speak a blessing. Express praise. Intercede. Lament. Or celebrate. Follow the light. Attuning to God who is in all things. Working through all things. Always. I hope you found that practice to be useful, and I would encourage you to return to this practice throughout the day as a way of practicing the presence of God. Thank you for joining in today for this slightly chaotic but hopefully fun episode in Season 3 of the Find Your Calm podcast. I hope you were able to connect with yourself to get your bearings, find your focus, and begin to enjoy or at least be more present to the life that is within and around you. Life is chaotic. We know this to be true. 
But even in the midst of chaos, you can find your calm and take your next faithful step forward. My next faithful step forward in this season was to create an Advent devotional called Follow the Light, which you heard us talk about. And I've been so excited to share it with the world. It is available now, and I truly do believe it's a great way for you to find your calm this holiday season. It's just $15 for the digital download, which is immediately available. And then throughout the Advent season, which begins December 3rd, it's my birthday, uh, we'll send you a daily email delivering the Bible reading plan and all the other features from the devotional reading to the journal prompt to the spiritual practices. So much goodness. And you can choose from those things um, or do them all. I wanted to create something that was more than just a reading plan, but a full experience that creates space for you to experience God this season. You can find it today at noelcguevara.com slash advent. Your support in the midst of my own chaotic season means so much. Until next time, I'm Noelle C. Guevara, and I'm so grateful to be your host and guide as we navigate the chaos of life together.